Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited to be with you this week. We have a really exciting guest on. I know she is not a stranger to most of you. Pam Barnhill is with us this week, and this is part of our homeschool survival series. We are talking this week about planning and organizing your homeschool. I know this is what so many mamas need to know. They just need to know, like, how do I start? Where do I go? How do I plan my my curriculum? How do I figure out what to use? How do I plan out my week? How do I plan out my year? How do I lesson plan? I mean, there's just so many questions. And so we are here to answer those questions with you, with Pam. And it's going to be a really fun week. Before we jump in, I'd like to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com. You will love them. I'm absolutely certain of it. Just try them out. You can try them for free, ctcmath.com. Well, Pam, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock Podcast. It has been quite a while since you have been on, and it's so funny. So many things have changed since you've come on. Your hair is longer now. It, it is, yes. <laughs> we have a new studio. You have lots of new resources and exciting things. Uh, but for those who maybe don't know who Pam Barnhill is, introduce yourself to us and tell people who you are. Um, well, thank you so much for having me back on here, Yvette. It has been a while, but you know, it's so funny. Um, I had a member of my community tell me not too long ago, I found you on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And I'm oh. like, oh, that's awesome. So it's so, so great that you guys are reaching homeschoolers out there. Um, I am Pam Barnhill. I have a website called Your Morning Basket. You can find it at pambarnhill.com. And we talk all about homeschool planning and morning baskets there. I have two homeschooling podcasts right now. Uh, the Your Morning Basket podcast, which has over a hundred episodes, believe it or not, you can do over a hundred episodes all about how to do a morning basket. Yep. And then also uh, the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast, which was new. We started it last September. We know we've got an influx of a lot of new homeschoolers and yes. they just need those short bite-sized bits of information about how to do this homeschooling thing. Yeah. So cool. You know, what's really interesting is your podcast was the first podcast that Garrett and I ever were guests on. And this was five years ago. Yes. Yes. And, and that was the homeschool snapshots podcast. Yeah. 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 That's right. And we had just started filming for the movie. I don't even know if we had, I think we had met you in person at that point. I can't remember if we I don't we think that. so. I think Maybe we not. did the podcast first and talked about the movie and then we met. So yeah. Maybe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that would have been over five years ago. That was a long time ago. And I remember being so nervous because I was like, I've never been, I mean, I was just trying to figure out what podcasts were at that time. And so it was really fun. You came on, you started asking us about the movie. We had just started production on the film. Um, and it was really fun. We got to interview you for the movie and, and just, it's so neat how the Lord just orchestrated that whole meeting and got to spend some time with you in Greenville, South Carolina. And, um, so we've seen you several times since then. And it's really neat just to see how your ministry is growing. And you are one of those people that I know so many people look up to when it comes to homeschooling, because you bring the resources, you do the things that I would spend days and days and days trying to figure out how to do. And so you've put all of the legwork into doing that for us. And so I'm so thankful for what you do and all that you've put into this for years. How long have you been doing what you do? Um, since about 2014, that was when okay. I first really got serious about it and got started with everything. So oh, a good eight years now. Yeah, that's a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Well, we are going to just dive in. We are talking about planning and organizing your homeschool. And so I want to talk 
first, and, and this episode is for new moms, those who are considering homeschooling, as well as for the veteran moms, because I know it's, you know, now that we've just finished a school year, we're looking towards the next school year and we're trying to figure out like, how do, how do we do this? What does this look like for us for the next year? And every year comes with changes. And yeah. so whether you've been homeschooling for 20 years or you're just trying to figure out what this homeschool thing is, this is an episode that will be really helpful for any of you. And so I want to start though, by talking to those moms who maybe are just brand new to homeschooling, they're bringing their kids home, or maybe they've got little ones who are just entering those pre-K and kindergarten years. And they're like, I don't know what to do. I never planned to homeschool because that was me. And just, they have no clue where to even start. So how do you help those moms? Where do they start? Well, the first thing I want to say to moms who are new to this or moms of young kids is you do not have to figure out everything from the very beginning. Like, you know, so often we get in our heads that we've got to like figure everything out and then get started. And if you do that with homeschool, you're never going to get started. Your kids are going to be grown and gone because I've been doing this for 11 years now and I still don't have it all figured out. So uh, you just have to start where you are and what you start with is not necessarily the definition of what your homeschool is going to be forever and ever. Amen. So you get started with where you are right now and know that things can morph and change. You know, that I was that person who we knew from the very beginning we were going to homeschool, uh, even before, you know, my first child could talk. And I I'm a researcher. And so I love to just research and I read all the books and I got all the things and everything. And when she was two, I had this spreadsheet all planned out of every single curriculum we were going to do from the time she started kindergarten until the time she graduated high school when she was a senior. And it was all planned. And I think I used it for like four months before I threw it out. (laughs) So, and she's okay. She's okay. It's still doing fine. So you don't have to figure everything out. You just have to plan for the year that's in front of you right now. And if there are some things that may not even last the entire year and it's okay. Right. Yeah. I love you giving that permission, just saying it's okay, because we tend to think we have to have our entire year planned out. Because if you look at a teacher, which you used to be, Mm-hmm. Any teacher who's in the classroom, they have to plan out their entire year before the year begins. And they have to know where they're going because they have a class who's depending on them and parents and an administration who's depending on them. And they have to turn that in and they have to answer to someone for that. Yeah. But it's so different with homeschooling. And we've talked about that many times that homeschooling is just very different. It, it's not a playbook that, yeah. I mean, it is in a sense, and we're going to talk about that, but it's not a hardcore playbook. This is exactly how it's going to be this year. And every mom who tries to do that ends up so feeling so inadequate and like they're failing because most moms can't keep up with, with that when they try to plan it, especially if you're a brand new homeschooler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think the biggest thing, and, and you touched on this here is to sit down and think about what is the purpose behind creating a plan for my homeschool. And you're right. When you have teachers, actually teachers are given their curriculum, so they don't get to choose which books or resources that they use, but then they have to be able to communicate to somebody else exactly what it is they're going to do. And so they do have to kind of lay things out and talk about objectives and things like that. But for you as a homeschool mom, you have to ask yourself, what are my goals behind creating a homeschool plan? And something Mm -hmm. you may not have thought about, and this I think is the number one goal for moms who are creating a homeschool plan is the, the purpose behind it is to reduce decision fatigue 
as you go through your school year, because this is the biggest problem you're going to face. You know, I read somewhere that like human beings make like 10,000 decisions, like choices a day. We don't even think about it. We just make so many choices. Well, if you're a homeschool mom and you have three kids, multiply that times four people, because you're not only making decisions for you, you're making decisions for everybody else as well. And so we have to think about things ahead of time. And that's what homeschool planning is. It's just thinking about things ahead of time so that we can reduce the decision fatigue. It's not so that when you know, Tuesday, September 23rd pops up on our calendar, we know exactly what we're doing at 9 a.m. Right. If you plan like that, that's just going to be an exercise in frustration. Right. Instead, it's when Tuesday morning rolls around and everything is going pretty well, what are the options that we could do now? Having right. something there to do. So. Yes. yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades, and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that, using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked, R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked, R-O-C-K-E-D. We are back with Pam. Um, I want to talk very briefly. We just recently did a whole episode with Dan Tyler about vision, about creating your family vision for your homeschool. And I know that's something that you strongly believe in because we have to know where we're going, of course. Yeah. So let's talk very briefly about that. Just because if, if for any other reason, I just want to reiterate for these parents who are listening, the importance of really how important it is to know where you're going. Where are you headed with this homeschool thing? Yeah. And okay. So when I teach vision, it's, it's not even so much about where you're headed, though. I think that's that you end up at, at that point. Sure. But vision is more about what is the atmosphere of your home on a day-to-day basis? Because here's the deal. You cannot control how your kids turn out. You have some influence on how your kids sure. turn out. But eventually, you know, they reach the point where that's between them and God, and they've got to work that out for themselves. And so homeschooling isn't going to save us. And so right. what we have to do is we have to think about, you know, if we want to reach a certain point, then what kind of atmosphere do we create in our home on a day-to-day basis to help us get to that point? So you have no control over whether or not you're actually going to get there. But, you know, Sarah McKenzie talks about bringing your basket. You have to bring your basket. And this is how you do that. You set your vision. What does the atmosphere of my home look like on a day-to-day basis? What things are important to us? 
what are the things that we're going to do? Um, what are the things that, that we're just going to prioritize daily in our home to help us get to where we want to be? Because that's the stuff you have control over. And so creating a homeschool vision and, you know, there are a number of ways you can do it, but my homeschool vision actually is just a number of statements that I've written, um, these kind of visional statements and where I talk about what I want our priorities to be, what I want the atmosphere of our home to be like. And the great thing about having this, and I always tell people, you know, so often we think, oh, I'm going to plan my homeschool for the next year. So the first thing I need to do is pick curriculum. No, that's about the third thing that you need to do. The first thing, if you don't have one, is to write that vision. If you have it already, pull out that vision and read it. So mm-hmm. then you can make sure that those curriculum choices that you make are lined up with what's actually important to you about education. Okay. That's um, such a great take because you're right. And we didn't even talk about vision in the sense of your the atmosphere of your home. And so I love that that's your take on it because that is so important. We have to know what the atmosphere of our home is. And we have so much control over that as moms, don't we? Yeah. Um, Let's talk about goals. Um, and, okay. and that somewhat goes along with a vision, right? Yeah. Is that we've got to set goals. And so how does one, and this is part of homeschool planning, um, which by the way, Pam has a homeschool planning step-by-step download on her website. I'll, we'll put links in every um, of all her stuff um, in the show notes, but this is really fantastic. And one of the things, of course, when the first thing is, is to create your goals. So let's talk about that for just a minute, because this is part of the whole planning and organizing your homeschool process. Yeah. Yeah. So we start with vision, which is kind of like your 10,000 foot view of Mm -hmm. what's going on in your home. And then we move to goals. That's kind of step two of the planning process when you're looking at creating a plan for your homeschool. And the reason you set goals is because you have multiple children. A lot of us have multiple children. Some may only have one, but most of us have more than one. And then those children have to learn multiple subjects in a school year. And so if you start multiplying three kids by six subjects or by seven subjects, you end up with 18 to 21 subjects. And I'm just going to tell you right here, right now, everything can't be a priority or nothing is going to be a priority. And so what we have to do is we have to look at the kid in front of us and say, when we get to the point in the year or when we get to the random Wednesday afternoon where something has got to give for the day, something's going to fall through the cracks. What are the things that I don't want to fall through the cracks? And you write goals for those things. So, you know, my children study math every single year But I also had some kids who really struggled with reading. And for a few years there, when we were doing phonics and when we were learning how to read, like reading was the goal. The goal was written around reading. It doesn't mean we didn't do math, but it meant when, you know, the day got rough and I really had to focus on one thing for each child, the reading was what didn't fall through the cracks. And, you know, the math we were a little looser with. And so that's why we write goals is because we can't be everything to everyone everywhere all the time. So can you give us kind of a, give us an example of a new homeschool mom who needs to set goals for her homeschool year? Let's say it's a mom who's, um, okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. This is a new mom who's taking her child out of school. They've been in traditional public school for the first few years. They're entering third grade. That's a good round number, right? (laughs) So we'll just take a third grader. (laughs) 
and this this mama with this third grader is going to start homeschooling for the first time. And so she now she's now like, okay, I need to set you know some kind of vision. I need to figure out what my atmosphere is going to look like. And now I need to set some goals. What would that look like for her? How does she do that practically? Okay. So practically just know that you can only have about three to five goals per child per year. And I try to keep my limit to three. Um, myself, because three kids, three goals, nine things. We're already getting to a lot of things, right? And so then, you know, look at your child and look at what their strengths and weaknesses are. And you really do need to look at both. And so when we look at their, let's start with weaknesses, because those are kind of the easiest. Maybe you know that that nine-year-old or that third grader doesn't have their multiplication facts memorized. And so it would just make their life a whole lot easier. This is a great gift you can give to your children is to help them memorize their multiplication facts or skip count. And um, so that's something you're going to focus on this year. Before you move into multiple digit multiplication, you're going to help them to memorize their math facts. And so you write a goal for that. That's something, maybe they're a great reader. They're reading like, you know, two spaces above grade level. And so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, but we really need to hone in on those Mm -hmm. math facts. And so then when you write the goal, what you're not going to do, you know, people talk about smarter goals, things being measurable and, and things like that. But you're not going to write the goal to say, well, by May of next year, Johnny is going to know all of his math facts. That's something else you have no control over. Because if right. you've ever potty trained a toddler, you know, <laughs> like you have way less control than what you right, think you do. Right. <laughs> right? So what you're going to do for the goal is you're going to say, we're going to practice math facts for 10 minutes a day, five days a week or four days a week or most days of the week, however it fits your personality and you want to write that. And then you come up with some really fun resources that you can use to help Johnny do that. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal you're trying to, to meet. Because if you do that, if you practice those math facts for 10 minutes a day, four or five days a week, then when you get to May, very likely he's going to know all those math facts, but make the goal about what you actually can control. And then I say, also look at kids' strengths because we have this wonderful freedom as homeschoolers to be able to really give our kids a gift of learning towards the things that they're interested in. So if you have a kid that's interested in art and you have a kid that's really interested in music or maybe coding or something like that, write a goal for the thing that they love to show them that you're giving some priority. You're giving to some weight to the things that they love to do. Because if you write a goal for something, that's the stuff that's going to get done. And what a gift you have to give them. And what does it say to them um, about the importance of what they enjoy that you're giving focus to it? So strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So those are goals that that mom is going to sit down with her kids and they're going to plan out their goals together. What about students setting goals for themselves? I mean, do you, and and I'm obviously that has to do with the age of the student. You're not going to have a four-year-old set goals for themselves, you know? Um, But as they get older, I think it's so good for kids to start taking ownership of their own education. And so this is what I've started doing more. So with my oldest, she's 16, um, the last few years I sat down with her and said, okay, what, what do you want to accomplish? You know, yes. now she's finishing her, her 10th grade year. So now we're at the, okay, you've got two years left. What are we going to do in these next two years? Um, so can you maybe 
tack onto that a little bit as far as helping our kids to create goals as well? Yeah, it's just the same process, but you're just going to have the conversation with them. So Mm -hmm. talk to them about the things that they want to do. Talk to them about, you know, what are your weaknesses? Uh, What are the things that you enjoy doing? What's something that you think you're particularly good at that you would like to spend more time doing? What's something that you wish you were better at? Um, What's the skill do you, uh, you know, you think you need to have before you leave home and go off to either work or to college. And so it's just a matter of having that conversation and going back and forth with them and then showing them how to narrow it down to just a few things Um, because their schedule can't fit 50 things in it either, even if they are independent. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. I love goals. I love checklists. I live off of them. I would not survive without checklists. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're what keep me sane. My brain goes in too many different directions all day long. So I'm thankful for those. We are out of time, but we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to talk about um, what it means to to create a course of study, what that looks like, why you need that. We're going to talk about grading and report cards and transcripts, all those things this week. These are important things that we need to know. And of course, depending on what, what state you're in, there are things that are required in some states. And so we are going to help walk you through those things. But um, Pam, where can people find out more about you and all the amazing resources that you have for homeschoolers? Oh, you can find me at pambarnhill.com. Everything that you have um, that that I have is right there. Sounds great. And you have a new app as well, right? Morning Basket. What is it? Your Morning Basket. Yeah, you can find Your Morning Basket, the app on the App Store or in the Google Play Store. And so it's a homeschool community off of social media. We have over a thousand members over there and we would love to have you join us. It's absolutely free to join. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, we'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Pam. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you're having a great day. We will be back with you on Wednesday. If you've not yet watched the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. Grab a DVD, grab a couple of DVDs and give them out to your friends who you just need to encourage in this world of homeschooling. It answers all of the questions that people have about homeschooling. It debunks all the misconceptions, all the negative stereotypes. Um, Watch the movie. You can stream it as well. Go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Have a great day. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.